Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, Westeros. Welcome to the number one morning morning show in all of the seven kingdoms. It is the toast. I am your co-host, Damon Targaryen. Good morrow, brother. Good morrow, brother. I am your co-host, Viserys the Peaceful. What an honor to be sitting down with the king on my number one morning show, The of Toast. Of course, Damon, making it himself. We built it together as brothers. Uh, you were a little busy. I cannot do this accent. You were a little busy losing all your fingers to be building an empire like I am. Don't and be jealous because I'm a mogul and you're simply a king. You were a little busy murdering your wife, taking on a terrible whore and yeah. engaging in incest yes. Yes. to be running a business. Brother, that's why you'll never be a truly great king. Incest is best. We all know that. We all really And that's do. why you'll never be a truly great brother. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> Welcome, guys, to Toast to Wheaton 2022. Ooh, spooky. Spooky. Jackie and I are here, not as Jackson Claude. Jackson Claude actually been working so hard. They took the day off. They took the day off, and our good friends Damon and Viserys Targaryen decided to join us today for Toast to Wheaton. If you watch House of the Dragon, then you know. And if you don't want to watch House of the Dragon, now would be a great time to start. Now would be a great time to start. And if you've been listening to all our recaps this whole time, like, you know, I'm the Cyrus, the king, the peaceful, like not a great man, but not a bad one. And then we have Damon, jury still out. Troublemaker, widow's peak, lover of nieces. Nisi lover. That's appropriate because one thing here at the toast is like we really value aunts and uncles. The Strice brethren are our dragons and they are eating their wings. Oh shit, are they? They have resorted to eating their wings. They've been in their dragon costumes for like an Should hour now. Out? Yeah, but first everyone has to see the dragons of Westeros. Oh my God, Theo's literally chewing on his wing. He's got a clipped wing. Here, you take Bryce, I'll take Bryce. <gasps> He's a wily dragon. This is Sorax. And anthrax. <laughs> this is thorax and brysax. Thorax and brysax. These wings are actually really cute costume ideas, but like the boys are hating them. No, but it's like all hour, they've been waiting for us to take them off. And now they know if they start chewing them, we'll have to take them off. We also, we did a photo shoot with them this morning. So like they've done their due diligence and we can set them free. Okay, we're setting free the dragons. They're truly the wind beneath my wings. There you go, Theo. There you go, Bryce. Prosper. These are really cute though. Yeah, they're like pretty chic. Theo's like, no, put him back on. I liked it. Theo, stop. You'll eat it. Oh, God, Theo clipped a wing. You'll eat it and you'll like it. Um, so good morning, everyone. Hope everyone had an absolutely splend splendid Halloween weekend. Seven blessings to us all. Seven blessings throughout the seven kingdoms. Um, I was slightly dreading this episode because for some reason, whenever I talk in a British accent, I immediately become Russian and Jamaican. And that's not the plan, you know? No, it's not the plan. <laughs> and whenever I talk in British action, I immediately become brava. You immediately become like very rowdy. Where's Granja Harris? Granja Harris. 
Um, yeah, whenever I dress in opposite sex, like all bets Something are takes off. over. Something takes over. It's like Ben being Ina. Yeah, Ben dressed as Ina yesterday, Ina Garten, and he immediately started acting different. Yeah, he looked so funny. funny. I couldn't even look at him. No, it was actually jarring to see him looking so feminine. Like he actually like looked pretty. <laughs> the pictures of the two of you together, you were Jeffrey. Uh-huh. And it was just... It was too much. It was far too much. It was too much for a kid's neighborhood Halloween party. No, I agree. Especially we showed up to the Halloween party um, in Jackie's neighborhood and like we thought, you know, all the adults would be dressed. It's and, a Halloween party. Right. It's a costume party. Right. And literally none of the adults were dressed. Now I know it's Just hard to- kids. It's hard to get out the door with all your kids in costumes. Like I have, I have, you know, understanding for the moms and the dads, but like, come on, it's Halloween. Yeah. So we just like felt really stupid walking around in my crazy Albert Einstein wig. Yeah, walking around like in my huge Priscilla wig and heels. Yeah, no, we were like the big adult dopes. Yeah, but at least we have each other, you know? Right, at least we had fun. Always. Not as fun as Tostoween 2022. Ooh, spooky We filmed some sickening content for our Instagram already, so that's why I'm personally out of breath. Yeah, and why we've already given it all to being the Saracen Damon. So what does it mean to you to be king, brother? Thank you for asking. I think like most great kings or good, you know, decent Decent. kings. It's not something that I ever really wanted too badly. Mm, Right. But now that the responsibility has been bestowed upon me, I take it with the utmost seriousness. Now, of course, honestly, I cannot cannot believe that my podcast landed an interview with the king after so much fanfare. Um, Why don't you tell us exclusively who you meant your final message for? Yeah, no, I didn't stutter. I meant for Rhaenyra. Mm. Um, obviously, Allison heard what you wanted to hear. Yeah. Like, literally, I'm not well. Why are you listening to me? I'm making no sense. Right. And you're going to wage war over the nonsense I just spewed? And brother, honestly, you should have taken a page out of my book and just killed her. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. But she's a nice girl, you know? She just is mixed up with the wrong crowd. The wrong seven. The wrong fam. The wrong fam. I'm going to try and do it British accent as much as I can, but honestly, it's extremely difficult. It is. I need to... She's mixed up with the wrong fam, fam. (laughs) (laughs) That was really good. Um, It is just a mean, but of course, we've got a fabulous show for you guys today. Fast Five Stories, lots to discuss. Um, You might be confused because you're probably like, Claudia, your dress is Damon Targaryen. You look like Ava Max. The good news is... And here's why. The good news is we are recording a vlog... Yes. ...of Halloween weekend at my house, like getting dressed for yesterday, getting dressed for Toastoween. It's honestly so funny. And I did give Claudia an, a live haircut on the vlog. So you'll see it all. And you gave it really like 0% of your attention. I, I didn't realize how much attention it required. And for that, I apologize. She just bruv. went at it on one half with the scissors. And now I'm Ava Max. I was pop just star. like, it's not real hair. I'm you the know? biggest pop star in Westeros. Like, I mean, well, that ain't that the truth. Oh, she's sweet, but a psycho, a little bit psycho. I understand the Ava Max look. Like I'm kind of feeling it. Not for this costume, but just like in general. No, I've understood it for a while because it's like every pop star has done something. You know, yeah. we have two-toned hair. We have a meat dress. Like, how are you going to stand apart? How are you going to top that? I'll have two different length hairs. No, and it's like, depending on what angle I take a picture from, either I have like a cute mid haircut or a full on bob. A chop. Bob, but That's, and probably Ava loves the duality, duality of both. I, I, I would imagine, brother. I honestly would get you a girl who could do both. Get you a girl who can do both. So, how was your weekend? 
my weekend was great. It was the same as your weekend. Mm-hmm. We had a great weekend full of Halloween. We didn't make our special cookies and I we're running out of time. I know. We are headed back. Actually, Jackie's coming to New York with me when I return this week. So the last couple of episodes um, this, this week, week will be in New York studio with Jax. Which is so exciting. So exciting. And in less than a week is my 30th birthday. I didn't want to bring it up. Like, I don't know if you like. I'm embracing it. You're embracing it. Yeah, I'm excited. It's another like. It's, I mean, your hair is turning gray already. It doesn't have like birthdays. Like who said they have to get sad as you get older? Like it's That's still a day fair. about you. And especially as you get older, less days are about you. That's true. So especially look, when you have kids. I look forward to seeing like how everyone plans to celebrate me. No, and you still get presents and. And like when you're the older. The people in your life are older, more financially like secure. They the can buy you get better bigger, presents. They get better. And also like I love to get myself a present. Right. So that's exciting too. Right. And I'm working on that. You're working on that. Yeah, I haven't secured what I wanted, but um, I do want Do you have an idea of what you want? Yeah, I want a new crown. I think this one's a little rusty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Musty. Maybe you need a new throne. I can sit on the one you're currently sitting on. I'm sure you would love that, Damon, but let's be real. Like, you're an amazing brother. Mm -hmm. You're you're too good of an uncle. Oh, 100%. Rhaenyra loves you too much. That Rhaenyra. And she's a good girl. You know, you're a good time. Like, I would love to hit the clubs with you. I would love to hit the brothels. And I mean this in all sincerity as your brother, who is, I think everyone can say like Viserys is a logical king. Yeah. Literally. I don't know if everyone would say that. Um, you would not make a good king. You would not. You have a tendency the- towards the extremes. You would let the power go to your head. You would. You would. And I think your strengths lie in other pursuits, bruv. Bruv, we've literally discussed this in family counseling so many times and I don't personally appreciate you coming on my podcast that I have built from the ground up after I was with my name after I was canceled in 25 BC I think it's really disgusting of you to come on here insult me on my show and honestly I think it's best if you just leave listen bruv let's get real once again you're riding my coattails. <gasps> Nobody would care about your podcast if your bruv wasn't the king. Oh, please. Do you see this hairline? Do you know what women in Westeros would do to be Mrs. Damon Targaryen? They would kill. They would yeah. die. They would kill to be my lady, to lay in my bed. They would die to be your Do you lady. know what women would do? They would sooner die than lay in your bed and change your bedpans, you old hag. At least I have women changing my bedpans, Damon. Talk to me when you're old and gray. You know what I, I have? Already gray. You know what I have? daughter changing my bedpans let's not get nasty let's not get nasty says the king says the king with no fingers let's not get nasty don't bring the daughter into this let's talk about the husband (laughs) you don't want to go there you beast um so yeah, like beast in Westeros is actually like a flattering term. Like we have these beastly dragons. No, I mean I guess it depends who you are. If you're like a woman living in Westeros, I don't think you want to be called a beast. No, but are we women in Westeros? No. Oh right, right. We're I forgot the king and the spare. You should quit the royal family and write a book. Write a book. Spare. Oh my god, does that make Megan Rhaenyra? No, it's not totally analogous. No, it's not. But maybe I will write but a Damon book. Damon does give Harry energy because yeah. it's that spare energy. energy where it's like constantly being overlooked. It's a lifetime of being overlooked. Yeah, but. Damon, I again, like as stated, I think he's really successful in other pursuits. Like what you did in the in the sandstones, so true. You popped off, Damon. I popped. You the should fuck be off. so proud. I am. I honestly am, and I have a beautiful, beautiful, sexy wife, whom you know has. Oh, <laughs> I have a beautiful. Yeah, he heard what you said about. I his. have a beautiful wife, really stunning wife. She bears my children. She lays with me. 
I'm so blessed to have such a wonderful, gorgeous, sexy niece slash wife. Listen, bruv, I've never been anything but kind to you. Uh, so you didn't tell me about the Song of Ice and Fire. <laughs> you did not tell me about the Song of Ice and Fire. You're not the air, you're the spare. <laughs> you're well, the spare. I was the air. I was the air for vibes. 30 years. Does that mean nothing to you? Sparry vibes only. I was the spare. And I heard nothing about the Song of Ice and Fire. Nothing. Jealous? Are we? Yes. Yeah. We have this like little secret, us in line. <laughs> it's a song that we all sing. Sing it, bruv. It's the Song of Ice and Fire. I literally knew you were going to do that too. It's the story of the prince. He was the prince who was promised, and there's gonna be a war. We're fighting in the north because this is the this is song of this a song of ice and fire. Ice and fire. It's a song fit for a prince. Fit for a prince. But nobody knows who the prince will be because Allison is a dumb hoe, and yes, she, she is a big dumb when hoe. I was lying on death row. This is the song that never ends. Pop off. Get Otto out of my bed chambers. This is the song the prince will sing when song is ice and fire. Who? We're fighting with the north and there will be a great pyre. This is the song. I personally love when there's a great pyre. The thing about the king is like everyone just sees king. Mm, of course. Of course. But I have so many other things that I want to pursue. Acting? So acting, singing. Like, I love to draw. I like to make my little sandcastle in my room. Yeah, you love a good Lego. I love Legos. And people just see king, king, king. What can we get from king? But what about what king wants? What about what king feels? Brother, n nobody cares. It's but not I'm about you. I'm a person too, you're not, you're not. You're just a king. You're just a king. I'm just a king. And life, life is a nightmare. nightmare. British people like must be watching this like vomiting. No, I don't. I I think they feel really good about it. Our accents? Yeah, because these aren't British accents. They're Westeros. And where the fuck is that? Wait, that's what me and Ben were talking about last night. Because before I fell asleep, I was like, you know, going on about how I was nervous about my British accent. He's like, well, it's not even British. Because this right now is not a terrible British accent. And I don't sound like anyone from House of the Dragon. Yeah, no. Westeros, they never tell us like where it is in real life. But like, if you think about history, like it's somewhere in Europe. So yeah. we're not offending anyone in no. particular. No. I mean, I was going to try and be the whore, but I couldn't master her accent. <laughs> Neither could she. <laughs> Neither could she. Um, so should we dive in? We've got a great show. Like we, lots to discuss. We do. A lot of Halloween news from celebs this weekend. I want to talk about their costumes and I have something to say about celebrity Halloween costumes. So like we really don't care. Not even that. Um, maybe it's like a self own to say this, but like, I have no idea who these people are, who they're dressing up as. Who they're dressing up as. Yeah. Like all these Kylie costumes. Like, no, it's like, we've gone to a place in Halloween where people are just finding really, really niche pop culture references, whether it's like from movies, music, and like just make recreating the exact photo. Right. Well, the thing about like the photo, it's like, did you even go anywhere? Did you do anything in that costume? How did you move around? In they it? didn't. But also like, I'm just going to be honest and say like, I don't know what a lot of these things, movies, characters are. No, like Hailey Bieber looked so stunning. She had this whole photo shoot. She was wearing a dress made out of flowers. And like the costume, she said in her caption, it was like inspired by like, you know, vintage YSL. Uh, that's not a costume. Wear that to the Met Gala. Right. But no, that, that's not even, like I'm really talking, like Kylie's first costume where she's like, Bride of Frankenstein. That's what that is? I believe. See, I don't know. And then the second costume, Elvira, I think was. What's that? I don't from? know. I have no fucking clue. Maybe because I don't watch Halloween horror movies. Mm -hmm. But I see. I think of this all the time. Like, unless you're being something so obvious, if you're a niche character, I'm like, 
I have no idea what you are. No, but then like the obvious ones, um, everyone does them. It's it's actually really, really hard, whether you're a celebrity or a lay person, to like do a really good original costume these days. Yeah. Because like they've all been thought of. Yeah, but it's like, why are we putting this pressure on ourselves? Like, no. get, go get a spare at Halloween, put it on and go have fun. I do feel like this year was like tame in comparison to previous years where people like were just going so insane photo shoot like four nights in a row. Yeah. I feel like there was one night this year, it was Saturday night because Halloween's on a Monday. And for the most part, like people were doing one, maybe two costumes. But like there was a while where people were spending like so much time, energy, money on like these elaborate costumes, photo shoots just to like do it in their house. Yeah. For some Instagram likes. Yeah, but I don't like look forward to people's costumes in the way that I look forward to like people's outfits at the Met Gala or like certain things every year. Halloween is not one of those things. It just feels like a a lot of times when you take some perspective, you take a step back, big bang, you're like, oh, everyone looks like a clown. Beyond, I mean, look at us. We look amazing. We look, it's also important to mention like this conversation does not pertain to us, brother. Not at all whatsoever. Like Not at all. Got our costumes from Spirit. Well, not these ones, but like yesterday, we were like normal Halloween people. Got your costume from Spirit, mm-hmm. like worked with what you had in the house. Yeah, I think like- I wore, I wore a wig that I got on Amazon. I wore a dress of my own. Yeah. And it was Halloween. I yeah. did my own makeup. I don't have to have a makeup artist. I don't know if that's us getting older or Halloween just like changing. I think it's- I don't think Halloween's changed. I think it's people and the culture, especially with Instagram and TikTok, because now you need the TikTok video Mm -hmm. of you saying what the character said. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't take it, then then why did you dress up in the first place? Oh, I have a good TikTok for us to make afterwards. What are we going to say? There's a scene from an interview with Allison, excuse me, Allison and uh, Rhaenyra that's gone viral. What's your drink of choice? A Negroni. Ooh. Spagliato. Oh, that's an interview with them? With Prosecco in it, yeah. I heard, I know the sound. It's Alicent and, it's grown-up Alicent and grown-up Rhaenyra. When they, like, wanted us to learn more about the girlies who are playing the new older characters, they did, like, these series of interviews and that little clip went viral, so we'll do it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sweet. So now, without further ado. Yeah. Do-do-do-do. The Strice Brothers are here. They've been the most amazing dragons Amazing, amazing. Like, Dracarys on these hoes. Dracarys, motherfucker. It is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite websites. When you check out, the Honey button will appear and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that website. And if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the price drop. So we've used Honey for years. I got my sword on Honey. I've got my bedpans on Honey. I've got your crown obviously came from Honey. Of course. Um, I've saved money, honestly, on like makeup, electronics, food, pretty much everything. Most of the places I online shop at work with Honey and it's really nice because you don't have to do anything. You just like this little, you, you'll forget you downloaded the browser extension and this little man will pop up. Be like, hey girl, it's like a little gold coin. Want to save some money and the gold coin has legs. And he's we like, love gold coins in Westeros. We love, the Lannister always pays his debts. So you just click it, boom, you like revolve. Most of the places I shop work with it and it really is fabulous. And now something new I just found out is that it doesn't just work on your desktop anymore. It also works on your iPhone. You just have to activate it on Safari on your phone and you'll be saving on the go. So if you don't already have Honey, then you are straight up missing out. By getting it, you're doing yourself a solid. We'd never recommend something we don't use. We've been using Honey for years. The toasters actually told us about it long before Honey was a sponsor. You can get Honey for free when you go to joinhoney.com slash toast. That's joinhoney, J-O-I-N-H-O-N-E-Y.com slash toast. Joinhoney.com slash, you guessed it, toast, T-O-A-S-T. 
Today's episode is also sponsored by Legacy Box. The world is getting crazy. Stakes are always getting higher. Big days are ahead, but wouldn't it be nice to go back to the good old days? Well, Legacy Box is the simplest and safest way to digitize all of your aging videotapes, camcorder tapes, film reels, and pictures so they are preserved forever. So I have to say, of all the sponsors on the show, I get the most DMs about Legacy Box. Like when we haven't done a read for them in like a couple of days, people are always like, what was that name of that company? What was the code? Legacy Box is the best way to take, we grew up in the VHS era, but whatever old like home videos you have sitting in a basement, they digitize it all for you. They do it really safely, really securely, and in a timely fashion. And it is such a good gift to get for someone, especially with the holidays coming up. First of all, because you're clearing them of all this storage. Like you're gonna give them their basement back because all these boxes of tapes are gonna be gone. And you're giving them memories back, which is so special. We did it a few years ago because we were like had boxes and boxes of VHSs in our house. And it is such a delightful experience because we used to spend like hundreds of dollars on these like VHS reader things and it just, it never worked. So um, we were able to get back some iconic home videos of us singing the Spice Girls. Obviously, you know, one of us really kind of stuck out as a star with like a potentially really good singing voice. Thank you, that's really sweet. It was me and I was really <laughs> incredible. So Legacy Box is really easy. Um, they do it all for you. So they personally digitize it in the US. If you have it, they can digitize it. Everything from VHS tapes to photos to Super 8 film reels. Um, each kit includes everything that you need to safely pack and send your recorded moments. So once you use our code, they'll send you all the packaging materials. You put it in the box, they give you the label, and they really do it all for you. It, it truly couldn't be easier. Digitize your memories with Legacy Box. Grab some popcorn, gather the family to revisit the good old days. Plus for a limited time, they're offering a special sale. Legacy Box is offering our listeners an exclusive offer when you go to LegacyBox.com slash toast to shop this incredible deal. That's LegacyBox.com slash toast. It is a special special election sale. Big day's coming up. Let's revert to the past with LegacyBox.com slash toast. LegacyBox.com slash toast. Our first story, the best Halloween costumes of celebrities of 2022 so far. According to Peach Six, I'm curious to know what you thought was the best costume. Okay. First, we have Lizzo as Marge Simpson. I thought it was okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Um, I thought her other costume, she's very like on the pulse of pop culture. I want to kill my mom. This kid who went viral on TikTok for like saying something crazy. He, um, She dressed up as him in another costume. I thought that one was better. Yeah. Like, did she go to a party dressed as Marge Simpson? I don't know. But like the yellow paint like was giving me anxiety. Like, yeah. like if you get in an Uber, you're... Finished. $250 fine, easily. Lily Reinhart, Madeline Petch, and Cami Mendez as the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus. This was great idea, great execution. Great execution. I think the Sanderson sisters has become like kind of like a corny like Halloween costume that everyone does. But it's back again because it's the sequel. It's back. And if you're going to do it at this level of like glam costume makeup and one of them is truly a redhead, one is truly a brunette, and one is truly a blonde, it was very well executed. Love it. Love it. One of my favorites, actually. It was really well done. And they made they could also great go to a content. party like this. Yes, they made also like amazing TikToks and stuff. It was good. Oh, I didn't even see those and it I still really liked good. it. Next, Diddy as the Joker. He was in like all of Kim's stories. Where did they go? They went to, Tra- she went to Tracy Ellis's, Ellis Ross's birthday party. Oh. And she didn't know it was not a costume party. And she <sighs> showed up in her blue X-Men outfit as Mystique from X-Men. I thought she was Avatar, so. I thought, she, that's what I mean. I thought she was Avatar too. Like, and then she posted with Natalie and Olivia and I'm like, oh, so you were Avatar and then they were something else. Yeah. And they all had names. And I was like, and I don't know who any of them are. And that's on me. This is a self-owned. Like, I don't know Marvel characters. I don't know horror characters, Bride of Frankenstein. Um, And I just don't imagine I'm the only person out there. Yeah, no, like, 
especially when it comes to like comic book stuff, like we're really kind of out of the loop because we don't watch any of those movies. We don't know anything about Marvel, DC. So if you're going to dress for, as someone from that, uh, I have no idea who oh, you are. Also, dress as whatever you want. Just like, could you write it in the caption or like give a a reference to it? 100%. You know? Normalize putting what you are in the caption. Like in some, ver- in some way. 100%. That I think is important. 100%. Then we have Olivia Rodrigo as Betty Boop. Cute. Like really, I don't think I, I don't know anyone who's done that. Like that's cute. Yeah, it is a cute idea. I don't know if the execution was my favorite. That's what I would say. I, I wouldn't have ever guessed she was Betty Boop and I know Betty Boop. Right. I, I went to school with Betty Boop. Betty Boop and I are close personal friends. Right. Then we have Kylie as the Bride of Frankenstein. She looks amazing. Yeah. And now I'm glad to know what she was. But Did you yeah. know it immediately? No. Okay, okay. I never even saw Frankenstein. Like I'm not into spooky It's from movies. 1935, the movie. No, but like I would know Frankenstein even though I've never seen the movie. True. So. True. She needed a Frankenstein companion. Travis. Travis. Then we have Kendall Jenner as Sexy Jessie from Toy Story. This was like so basic. I was shocked. Like- I kind of love that she gave it obviously like no effort because it's like cool girls like don't care. But like, wow, this was really like generic. Okay. I feel like I love, I like, I think she looks amazing. She looks amazing. Um, and I kind of like that it's just like a normal costume right. and she clearly like could go to a party and she's like, I'm just going to be like a kid's, Slutty toy story. <laughs> kid's costume with assless chaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, she looked amazing. I, I loved the no energy. Yeah. No, there was energy put towards those assless chaps. No, I know. But like when you look at like how long it probably took her to get ready versus Kim. Yeah. No, but I'm, the thing is, I'm sure it still probably took a long time to get ready. Like, like with glam and everything. Yeah. She's giving Prince, uh, Margo as Princess Anna. She looks great. Yeah. Megan Fox and MGK were Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee. So the Pam, Pam, Pam Anderson costume was like this year's like basic bitch. Every, she looks like every other bitch. Like every girl who's like skinny and has big boobs did Pamela Anderson. Like it was, if you executed it well, it was cute. But like most people just put on like, a corset and blonde wig and like walked out of the house. If anyone can do it, it's MGK and Megan Fox and they did it really well. But just like what I wouldn't have expected, I couldn't have guessed that like this was going to be like the basic costume that everyone went with. Um, so like it, them choosing that makes it like a little less cool and original, but they're, were the, they were the best ones to do it. Yes, best executed. Yeah. I think it's a great costume and it's topical, timely. Yes, that's why I think it like everyone popped off. Yeah, it's all of the things that But you then it makes it you be. think Kim was Pam Anderson like 3 years ago with Jonathan, I ahead think. Ahead of her time. Yeah, ahead of her time. Haley Bieber as a model from the Yves Saint Laurent Hot Couture Spring 1999 show. It's not and if a you costume. You didn't know that when you saw it, like you just you don't obviously l- don't know fashion. It's this is not a costume. But I love Haley Bieber, but it's just simply not a costume. Yeah. It's an outfit inspired by fashion, which is genuinely what every outfit is. And so when you're a celebrity and you decide what you want to be for Halloween, do you have to decide it in July so that you can have like a custom dressmaker like make this Maybe for not you? July. Well, depending on what it is. But I think like you need a couple of weeks. Like Kendall wants to be Toy Story. So she needs that shirt made. Like someone, like that shirt... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they don't sell that at Spirit Halloween, no, no, but no. it's very Jesse. They also don't sell it at No, it's custom. Doors. But I don't think July. Like I think you need a couple of weeks to make a shirt like that. And Haley, how maybe a, a bit more time. Which is crazy because it's not a costume. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll just stand by like dressing as a model from a fashion like it's not a costume. Yeah, no. And simply. And I just want proof that people went somewhere in these costumes. That's what I'm asking for now, too. I just yeah. want a reference in the caption. 
and that you went somewhere. Well, because the big- Otherwise, like, it's just a waste of time, money, and resources. The big Halloween party in LA is a Casamigos party every year. And I saw a bunch of people there, but I didn't see any of the people we discussed in this article at that party. Yeah. Kim went out, though. That yeah. was good to see. But Did to, she an, dress to a any- non-costume party. Right. But I think she went to a costume party after, because- Diddy was there. Got it. Did she dress as anything else yet this year? I just want to say like having a birthday party on Halloween that's not costume is like extremely just it's annoying for other people. You know, actually not to like be like a like a name dropper. But if you read my book, you know, like on Halloween a few years ago, I went to Seth MacFarlane's birthday party and it wasn't a costume party. So there was like one or two people there in costumes that felt so stupid. And it's like I kept my costume in the car. But like it is annoying and inconsiderate. Yeah, because we're not staying at your party the whole time. Like we're going to party hop. And so we have to get in and out of our costumes because you don't want it to be a costume party. Make your birthday another weekend. Right. And like for you, it was just like pink lady. Like for Kim, it was a whole thing. Right. It wasn't even elaborate. in the car. No, it wasn't even an elaborate thing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Next, we have North St. Chicago and Psalm West as Elias, Snoop Dogg, uh, Sade, and Easy E. I think it's Aaliyah. Um, yeah, I think I botched it. Mm-hmm. Cute. Really cute. Kids be killing it. Like that's a costume. Mm-hmm. Haley, take note. Next, we have Brooklyn Beckham and Nicola Peltz as Romeo and Juliet, doing the absolute least. No, it's cute. But she's doing nothing. Oh. It's a that's cute not a costume. He wore knight's sorry, shoulders. Sorry, sorry. I didn't see that. That's not a costume. They're not wearing actually any clothing. That's costume. She's not wearing a costume. Like, that's like when you show up in whatever you're meant to wear, and then, like, let's say we're Romeo and Juliet, you know? Right. They... they it, unless it was a famous couple throughout history party, like, what is Well, he doing? then that does change everything. Was it a famous couple throughout history party? Like, nothing about this what, to me is that she's Juliet. No. I mean, she does kind of look like Claire Danes in that movie where she plays Juliet, but still, like, no. Coincidence. Coincidence, yeah. Next, Ashley Graham as a Y2K angel. That's, like, one of those costumes when people, That's like, not a costume. Just, like, make some shit up. No, like, I have a lot of Y2K things in my closet. Like, maybe I'll be, like, a Y2K angel. No, I have a Y2K things in my closet and a pair of angel wings. Right, yeah, not a costume. Yeah, not a costume. People like always do like stuff like that. Like there'll be like a fairy who likes dubstep. Right. The dubstep fairy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Like it's so dumb. She looks great though. But why couldn't she just be Y2K girly? Right. Y2K. Right. Y2K. Literally. Literally. This next costume might be my favorite. Okay. Jojo Siwa as Draco Malfoy. So she had um like cut and bleached her hair a few days ago and was making TikToks as Draco. So I didn't think that she would be Draco Malfoy because she had like kind of spoiled it on TikTok, but she was, and it was excellent. Like actually a costume where you like do a double take thinking that the person actually is the person they're dressed up as is a successful costume. And she mm-hmm. looks great, great, great. And she made amazing TikToks. Yeah. Vanessa Hudgens as Black Swan. Vanessa Hudgens like does always kill. She's like one of those girls who like does the party circuits and like always looks good. This is like fine. Yeah, that's a great, co- like it's a totally. Fine costume. Fine costume. Like I, I don't need every costume to break the internet. To blow me away. Yeah, except she was the one who did um, A Star Is Born. No, that no, was no. Nina Dobrev and that was like one of the most embarrassing moments on the planet <laughs> when she was dressed up as a baby who was also a star because the star was being born. I actually saw a picture of like campaigning for for an Oscar. Oscar. I saw a picture of that recently and it was like reminded me of how embarrassing that was to be a human being alive during that time. It was horrifying. Really, truly ghastly. Positively ghastly. Next, Sarah Michelle Gellar's tribute to Do Revenge, which is the movie that she was in. Oh. She said that uh, she told the director she was jealous. She never got to wear the costumes designed for the Rose Hill uniform. And so she got one for her. 
Halloween costume. That's like really cute, even though the movie was hella problematic, but cute. Yeah, cute. I'm surprised more people weren't that. It wasn't like that culty of a following. Like it was just like a movie people liked for a minute. But that's the thing about like Netflix movies. Like, will anything be super culty when it's just an assembly line of flesh in the pan? Yeah, no, it's actually like Netflix has like shifted the way in which we like care about shit. Yeah. Because we care about it for 45 seconds. Yeah. I feel like only TV shows really can be culty now. Yeah, that's a good point. They keep coming back. Right. And it used to be like to be in a movie was like to be in a real movie. And to be in TV was kind of looked down upon. Yep. Speaking of being in TV, Matthew Perry. Mm joined Diane Sawyer for an interview and he shared signs to look for to indicate that he's relapsed. So I watched his Diane Sawyer thing last night. It was so heartbreaking. Like, first of all, and he's, he's like, he's mentioning it all. Like nothing is off limits. This is clear. Because he, he visibly looks different. He talks different. He's like, like the way he's aging is all because of his addiction. He, his teeth, like don't like they're really, he has huge veneers. He's like, everything is like, I've had 14 surgeries. Some of them have been dental because of my addiction. Like, so he still kind of slurs his words. His health is much better, but it's like all the physical implications and the ramifications of his addiction. Like you can see, and he, he tells you like, I look like this. I talk like this because of my addiction. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like, you know, a couple bad years. And then he finally got sober. It was like eight bad years and then like two years sobriety, two years off, one year on, one year off. It's been nonstop. And I think a couple of years ago, he got to a place where like he thinks he might, you know, have been able to beat it for good. And that's why he's now telling his story. Um, and the, the, the takeaway that I had, like he's not a thirsty person. He's enormously wealthy. He doesn't need to write a book. He doesn't need to do Diane Sawyer. I think he's so passionate about helping people. Like it's so, I think he like longs for I think he he hopes like hoped that when he was younger someone like him would have been out there because you don't you like used to talk about it in the early 2000s talk about addiction so he's so passionate about helping people and that's why I don't know if you've seen there's like a he like digs at Keanu Reeves in his book yes and then he like apologized for it um and I read something I think it was on Dumois that was like really poignant um and it's just like Matthew Perry hates Keanu Reeves because Keanu Reeves, I think, did a movie with River Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix's brother who passed away of an overdose and is like, like holds resentment to Keanu for not like looking out for River Phoenix or like doing more to help him. Cause like, that's where Matthew Perry is now. He's like obsessed with helping people. Like is he, Keanu Reeves, he had been an addict. I don't know. I don't know enough, but like either he was there while River Phoenix was struggling or has struggled himself. I'm not okay. sure of the entire background. So like, it's not just about like, you know, actor beef because I don't think well the vibe that I got from Matthew Perry after the interview was like he's like not caught up he doesn't like he doesn't care about any of this stuff like he literally was put on life support he was in a coma for 14 days he had a two percent chance of living he was put on like on a respirator with five other people and that night and every other person died except for him like he's not supposed to be here um and like that's literally all he cares about now like yeah. it's all he cares about he's such a pee john and the, another takeaway that I got from the interview is like he's literally in love with Jennifer Aniston. He talked about her a thousand times, Jenny, 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 Jenny. And it's like widely known. And he talked about when he first started working on Friends, he had like a huge crush on her and asked her out. She said no. Um, and he, she was like, of all the people, like everyone, the friends, like were really involved and wanted to help him. But like she checked in on him the most and like they have like a special connection. It was like really cute. Like I shipped them hard, but it's so sad. Like his addiction took so much from him. Like he never got married. He never had kids. Like he's, 55 he looks much older and he's like just now starting like he wants to get married he wants like catch up now and honestly like he needs to marry Jennifer Aniston 
he needs to marry Jennifer Aniston. Like, I think that's how the story ends. Well, his book comes out this week. And I know. stated that you will definitely be reading it. Well, I sat down to read it over the weekend. There's been so much hoopla fanfare and my Kindle like wasn't working and it was just like pissing me off. And then I realized my Kindle's working fine. The book isn't out yet. So that's that on that. I feel like ever, after watching Diane Sawyer and all the press, I feel like I know every, it's only 250 pages. Like, I feel like I know everything. I feel like you probably don't though. Yeah. Because I don't think that he would give it all up, you know, and also there, even though he seems to be like incredibly authentic, he's not going to like clickbait, click here, yeah. read the book, but there are probably PR people in the room who do need to sell yeah. a book. Yeah. And so they'll make sure that he's not saying anything to Diane that gives too much away. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Diane did a good job. I feel like, you know, there's a lot of interviews that Diane has done like over her long career that like have come back to didn't age, age well. poorly. Um, and I think now whenever she does an interview, she's like very, um, conscious of, of that. that and she did a very good job like I think he felt comfortable he's like he was just it was what, really upsetting what has aged poorly stuff she says to like Lindsay Lohan like uh, a lot of shit that that like uh, when we watch like like Britney Spears type stuff right Britney Spears that's that's, that's the, the one. one. Oh, okay um and that happens with everyone like David Letterman being disgusting to everyone so Diane Sawyer's not unique in that but I think you know she's being very conscious of her legacy here on out Understood. Well, shit lives forever. He shared on the program that if he says, I'm just going to chill at home alone tonight, if he ever says I'm cured, that that would reveal that he has relapsed. Yeah. He said, um, he talks about his struggle with addiction, of course, and told the journalist that he did all sorts of things to satiate his addiction over the years, including perusing people's medicine cabinets. At open houses. During open houses to acquire Vicodin to maintain his 55 pill per day habit. And he said, I think they thought, well, there's no way that Chandler came in right. and stole from us. Yeah, no, it was when he was talking about like the height of his addiction, taking 55 Vicodin a day. It was so crazy. And he did. And I feel like I've said this a lot about his weight on the show. He talks about that because he really struggled with alcohol, too. And he's like, when I'm fat, it's the alcohol. When I'm skinny, it's the pills. So like that's why there's such stark changes. And then towards the end of the show, like when he gets married to Monica, like the last maybe season and a half, two seasons, he is living in a treatment facility and he's being driven to work in like a treatment facility van every day. And that's why towards the end, I never even realized that he looks so healthy. And that's not like the beginning of his sobriety forever because he relapses right. many, many times and then he ends up in the hospital. His digestive system completely shuts down and that's what puts him in a coma for 14 days. Um, but you really can track everything on Friends and he doesn't watch the show. He's like really never seen it. Um, and so Diane had him watch a couple moments, some of the moments from when he is clearly struggling and some of the moments from when he's clearly healthy and he's like so upset like by the footage of him like not looking well and then when he sees the scene where he marries Monica where he's literally living in like a sober living facility he's like so happy he's such a p-jom like he's so cute and sweet and honestly we just we have to protect Matthew Perry at all costs that was my takeaway as a friends fanatic what was your thoughts on Matthew Perry slash Chandler before all of this nothing and that's what Diane Sawyer says she's like you would never know like every joke you're brilliant like every joke lands you don't but look he, was he one of your favorites one of your least favorites um not one of my favorites. Not one of my least favorites. Like very mid. Mm. Probably spot, you know, three or four. Out four. Seven. Six. Six? Yeah. If I had to go in order, it would be Phoebe and then it would be Ross. Oh, it used to be Ross first. Was it? Maybe it would mm -hmm. be Ross, actually. Ross and Phoebe interchanged one and two. Then it would be Chandler and then it would be Monica and then it would be Joey and then it would be fucking Rachel. Wow. It used to be... Who was last? Um, Monica. 
Mm. used to hate not like I don't know if she was last the older I get but used to hate Monica the older I get the more I understand Monica used to tell me tell me I'm a Monica no the more the older I get the more I understand Monica and the more like Rachel is just like a fucking pick me girl who like expects everything to she's so spoiled like everything just like happens for her that's not how it works in the real world like Mm. Monica was chubby in her youth like she is grit you know she has been through stuff tenacity Mm -hmm. so I I think that's the beauty of the show is like you really can relate to different people throughout at different times in your life. And that's what Sawyer, Diane, <laughs> comma Diane was saying. She was like, you know, what's so crazy is during COVID, like the show had a renaissance, a renaissance. Um, 97 billion minutes were consumed of friends in 2022. That's amazing. I just want to say this new metric of, I know of it's counting, a Netflix thing of counting minutes. streaming time in minutes. Like, isn't working for me. Yeah, tell me nobody watches your show without telling me nobody watches your show. Yeah, like that's how Netflix, uh, they do their ratings now. Like how TV ratings are like 0.14 of this demographic. But just demographic. tell me how many people too did. Just how many people like, I would even do started the show. And then also just let us know how many people started the show, how many people finished the show. Yeah, no, like how many people watch a show? Question mark. Like, yeah. That's it's all we like, want to know. It's not that hard. Like we do a YouTube video and, and they're able to count views. views. They don't do minutes streamed, even though some people don't finish it. Like 100%. 100%. I'm, I'm rejecting this metric. I, because I have brother, no idea. I reject the metric along with you. I have no idea what it means that 97 million minutes were streamed. Yeah, no, billion. Billion. Yeah, Still no, know. that's a good Same call. Same thing. That's a good call. Because, okay, how many minutes is the entire show? So divide 97 right. million, divide by that. That's so many people watch it in, in its entirety. But, like, you do the math for no, me. No, then some people watch it, like, multiple times. So it's like, I could have been responsible for a billion of those, you know? Right. It's not working. It's not working. Um, and so as we get further into the streaming age, like that's going to have to be corrected immediately. The interview was on Hulu, speaking of streaming. So you can still watch it. That's why I watched it last night. I'm totally going to read his book. And he's really like, we must, as a society, like we must protect him. Okay. At all costs. He was so cute. Well, thank you for watching and updating us. It was so good. Like I loved it. I, w- I wanted it to be longer. And I want to see more of his house. Like, and also like I wanted, like obviously, like I wanted to talk to him about addiction, but I also just like his career is like insane he like decided to be an actor he was always like funny guy. oh also what was crazy is like he's been like an alcoholic since he was 14 since the first drink he ever had like wow and he grew up like his mom was press secretary for trudeau's dad who was also trudeau prime minister his dad was like a a big actor on sitcoms he was like this golden child so it's not like you know addiction is like you come from a dark past it's like it can happen to anyone he literally had like a charmed life in canada moved to america like auditioned and just you know got a role on the biggest show ever yeah oh what i found to be most interesting that um chandler he's so funny matthew perry so i mean we weren't really alive like when friends was airing like we weren't conscious of what was going on in the world so apparently when the first season aired like David Schwimmer was like the it boy. Like he was the first one who got a role in a movie and he was like the biggest star of all the stars. And after the first season, everyone's contract was up for renegotiation and David Schwimmer was like, we should do it as a team. And Matthew Perry literally says to Diane Sawyer interview, he's like, fine, idiot. Like I'll, sure. Like you're having. Right. And that's really why they were so successful was because they all got paid the same. It was an ensemble show. No one was, you know, more of a star than the next. And even though David Schwimmer in the beginning, like I guess was the most famous one, it constantly shifted. Like right. then Matthew Perry was on the number one show and had the number one movie, which is something only him and someone else have done. I forget who, but he was like, had the number one movie in theaters and the number one TV show on TV. Um, so it Jennifer? Const- no, Matthew Perry. Oh, oh, someone else. 
in the world has in done. the world has done yeah oh. so it was like it was really impressive and it was constantly shifting but the fact that they always maintained that they were equals is why one they ended up becoming the highest paid actors on two and on television and two why they were so successful a hundred percent it was really smart and it all started with david schwimmer so i feel like david schwimmer gets like a rep now for being like kind of like a dick um but it was him who who decided that they all should stay a team amongst other things that's probably the biggest factor in why the show mm-hmm. was so successful because we see all the time it, when it people ruins. get success so quickly, like then they start to resent the show. We saw that with Jeanette McCurdy. Right, right. Not getting paid. The same but, amount. But also the, the difference with that and what's- I what, Carly. It, right, it's not an ensemble show. Right. But this was an ensemble show. And yes, like when it first launched, some people were more well-received, but they didn't let that change the dynamics. And then it, it constantly shifted. Jennifer Aniston became, you know, yeah. like everyone had their own moments. Yeah. Wow. It was really interesting. If you like Friends, like I, I recommend it. And if you're like into like, not into, but like if you're curious about like addiction. Yeah. He speaks about it very poignantly. Like you don't have a choice. So like when he was like, I was in a rehab facility. I was leaving after like 90 days after one of, I think he's been in rehab like six times, maybe more. He was like, his therapist was like, don't forget, like this isn't your fault. And he was like, what? He's like, what do you mean? Like I have free will. He's like, no, you actually don't. Like in a scenario like this. And he was just really well-spoken about it. And I, I loved it. Loved, loved Great. Are you ready for our next story? If it's the next story that's sponsored by Modern Fertility. Yes. We've always been big fans of planning ahead, scheduling trips months in advance, plotting out our next career moves, figuring out what we're doing for dinner while we still eat breakfast. But if you've never thought much about planning for kids, Modern Fertility might be the product for you. So Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. You can mail it in with a prepaid label and you will get personalized results within six business days. Here's some of the insights that you'll get. You'll get insights into your hormone levels, like your ovarian reserve, which is basically if you have more or fewer eggs than the average woman your age. They also have other important factors that it can impact your fertility. The results are going to go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also download the results to review with your doctor for next steps. Traditional hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost over $600, but Modern Fertility tests the same general set of hormones at a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash toast30, you can get $30 off your test. Plus, you can get reimbursed for the test through your FSA or HSA. If you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound information about your body can help make the decision that's right for you. Right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $30 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash toast30. That's a limited time offer of $30 off, which means your test will come at just $149, which is kind of crazy because hormone testing at a fertility clinic can cost more than three times as much. Get $30 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash toast30, modernfertility.com slash T-O-A-S-T-3-0, toast30 is that. Link again, modernfertility.com slash toast30. Greatness. Thank you so much. Yada, welcome, Vissy, Viserys. Our next story, I forgot we're in these. Me too. Atrocious. I mean, I can't forget my wig is so motherfucking itchy. And my crown is slipping. Oh, maybe it's Heavy a sign. the head. Maybe it's a sign that you're really not prepared for it. Give it to me. Give me the crown. Okay, let's see how it looks on you. Mm, my widow's peak is going to look stunning. Ew, Viserys. It's like my fucking crown. So. It literally feels right. It looks nice. It looks good on you. The people of Westeros You'll deserve this. You'll wear one this. as prince with uh, Rhaenyra as queen. You'll look good. The people of Westeros, they You'll deserve this. you look good. To all my subjects, I love you dearly, especially the City Watch. <gasps> oh, this is like a crazy ass crown. Yeah, it really is. This Heavy crown is has the a mind of its own. 
Okay, our next story, some lovely wedding news. We had two bachelor mm-hmm. people get married this weekend. One is a entirely bachelor couple. Astrid Locke and Kevin Went got married one year after welcoming their son. They fell in love on Bachelor in Paradise and had a baby last year. Now they got married. It was a bachelor-studded affair with Rachel Lindsay, Blake Hortzman, Alexis Waters, Christina Shulman, and Whitney, Whitney Fransway. Well, I haven't heard so many of those names mm-hmm. in so long. Like... And Blake Christina. was with um, Giannina. Oh, uh, Blake and Giannina are still together? Still together. And cool. for Halloween, they dressed as each other on each other's shows. So she was Blake sweating and crying when Becca broke up with him. And he was her running in that wedding dress. He wore the actual wedding dress from the show. Like so thirsty. I can't. Like, I, I really can't talk about it. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Kevin and Astrid. I think they're such a great couple. And I'm, like, so glad that they withstood the test of time. I don't think about them often. But every time I do, I just check in. I'm like, are they still together? I don't keep up with Bachelor anymore. Like, I don't really care. But, like, this... These two that came out of it, like, I love it. I love it. I love it so much. And it really goes to show, I feel like so many people on The Bachelor, like, they don't get together or they don't stay together because, like, we live so far apart. Our right. lives are so different. And I He lived she, in another country. He lived in another country. She and lived in Tampa. They're making it work. They're making it work. Yeah, what's your excuse, you know? Literally, what's your excuse? No, they're so cute. I love them. I think that was a great season of Bachelor in Paradise. And it was, but the only thing that's a shame is that they ended the season like Ashton and Kevin weren't together because they thought that they couldn't make it work like mm-hmm. they broke up like really randomly so we and didn't then, see their engagement no and then they got back together in real life like a few weeks later and so it's like just not a perfect season because they don't ride off into the sunset together you think someone's cooking some chicken it smells good it's possible or is this a phantom smell because I'm hungry no I definitely smell some things I know someone's cooking up my chicken from last night and if they eat my chicken I'll be so mad because like that's what I wanted for lunch schnitzel I'm going to take this fucking sword. We have extra schnitzel though. I know, but like the one from last time no, was really good. It's probably not your schnitzel, but it could be. It smells really good. It does smell good. I'm pissed. Oh no, it actually smells like there's veggies being cooked. Oh, then it's definitely not mine. <laughs> um, and also another bachelor wedding was this weekend. So if you weren't at one, you were hopefully at the other. Maddie Pruitt yes. got married in Dallas. Shout out Adam Gottschalk for the premium content. I follow Adam him on Instagram. and Raven. I felt like I was there. Then also Hannah Ann was there. Kelly Flanagan, Victoria Fuller. Kelly Flanagan is dating Pilot Pete, although maybe she wasn't given a plus one or maybe Maddie didn't want her ex-boyfriend at her wedding. Um, maybe both. Yeah. Because they're only dating no ring, no bring. So Maddie and this guy have been together. I think they were dating for three months before they got engaged or or they were dating sorry they they were engaged for three months yes that's it okay they've only been engaged for three months and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're deeply religious and they did not consummate until after the wedding so you know girl's got to do what she's got to do she looked beautiful people um people have really started to fucking hate Maddie Pruitt because she's like uh on TikTok at least she went viral I feel like she's always viral. No, but so she became. Um, she's like a motivational speaker. Not a. Mo- she's a pastor, like a like a, a youth leader. She's like a, a youth, youth leader. leader, youth group. Pa- um, she's not a pastor, but she speaks. She has. I don't know sermons. what the word is. She doesn't do sermons, but she but she gets on stage and preaches. Yes, yes. At like these big churches that have like, like videos, and she wears like a little TED Talk microphone. It's at a church or like a convention. I think it's a church. I think it's like a mega church. Okay. So this um past, this sermon she gave like went viral because she said Jesus is the only one who can satisfy, and then like everyone was like I can satisfy this, you know, um and she's just like really religious, and so I feel like just people like hate religious people, so <laughs> I kind of feel bad for her um because she's a nice girl, her engagement and her whole thing is like definitely you know fast, but they seem to be in love and they had a stunning wedding, stunning. It I looks think, like she trimmed her hair. I think it's all so nice. Like first of all. 
she was always that religious on the show. Yes. Like people didn't like Peter wanted to pretend like he could change her. And like, she literally had to leave him because he wasn't like the man of faith that she was mm-hmm. looking for. She's very principled. And she's so principled. I feel like she found the right person for her. And she's like, why wait? Like, yeah. let's get married. No, totally. And who said you have to wait to be engaged for a year? Like people used to like literally meet and get married within six months. Yeah. So no, I think she's sweet. Like I, it's obviously not, how I would do it, but that's because I'm not Maddie and I'm not Catholic. Yeah, but like nice. you got married young too. I did, I did. Well, I don't think they're young. How old, how old is are she? they? I think she is young. She was, she's 26 now, but like she was like 23 on her season. I mean, it's not that young to get married, especially no, if you're a virgin. I got married at 26. I got married at 17. <laughs> <laughs> um, especially if you're a virgin, like yeah. all the power to you. Like I hope they stay together just to prove everyone wrong. Like everyone's just so negative. I, I, Cause I mean, he's like a little cringe. He's like, hey girl, like his, his like okay. his intonations and like, he's like a little weird, but. I'm not in it enough to have seen negativity. I don't think oh, I all I see her. Is so I only see like when they got engaged and, and the highlights and obviously I'm not on TikTok and sometimes I have seen her reels of her speaking engagements. Yeah. But I don't like read the comments. So I don't know. No, what, no. What like they went saying. viral on TikTok. But she's also like so viral in the other, like it, it swings both ways. Mm-hmm. Like she's has so many followers from the show. Yeah. She's a big influencer. No, and she did a good job transitioning. She's very niche. Like she's very Southern. She's very religious like and she thrives in that digital community right I think so, she's like living her best life and maybe that's not for everyone you out there but she seems really happy yeah no and she looked beautiful the wedding was beautiful it was at his family's house it was a beautiful house beautiful wedding oh gorgeous yeah really gorgeous really really gorgeous he's um he's an heir an heir not the spare no he's an heir to a billion dollar fortune huh. yeah I'm not sure what from but gotta look into it very nice so for that Love that for her. Yeah. Get a girl. Get a girl. Our next story. Um, it's not the fifth and final, is it? No, we have two more stories with a little tech news. Okay. First of all, Instagram is down right yeah, now. Yeah, what the fuck? And users are reporting their accounts are being suspended and people are losing followers amid the mystery outage. But so you I don't be, even- You wa- might be losing followers from people's accounts being suspended. Right, so like I wanted to see if I lost followers, but like honestly, I don't even want to go look because apparently if you open Instagram and you close it, your account will get suspended. So like I'm not even opening the app. Oh, well, I opened it, but then I did, I, and then I heard about this, so I closed it. Yeah, yeah. No, and I haven't opened it since, but I want to see it if I'm losing followers or anything. Interesting. Instagram is like constantly fucking up, and they really need to get their fucking shit together. Like, yeah, and they're like, so- You want to be the number one platform meta? You want to be it all? Well- that comes with responsibility. They also let to gaslight because people are reporting this and like enough for it to be, like we heard about it this morning. Mm-hmm. It's already like a news story. An issue. Instagram tweets, we're aware that some of you are having issues accessing your Instagram account. We're looking into it and apologize for the inconvenience. Gaslighter. Yeah, like not just like, hey, shit's crazy over here. We're, we're working on it. Just like stay tuned. Yeah. No, that's so true. Like the way in which they like minimize it in their yeah. statement yeah. yeah totally but it's like we we all know yeah no it's really fucking annoying like my um like this is how most people whatever business you're in like a lot of people's businesses reply rely on instagram and they're like always fucking up yeah but it's also crazy when instagram goes down and like people realize like what a reliance they have on it yeah. aside from like if it's your business but um and people like getting so pressed that they're losing followers. It's like, also maybe we should touch grass. Get some perspective. Touch, touch grass, as Claudia would say. No, for sure. But like, it is a weekday. Like, pe- this is people's livelihood. Like, get it together. Maybe it's a spooky outage for Halloween. <gasps> Perhaps, brother. Is that how you feel when Instagram goes down? Like, for you? Yeah. No, it's like, we literally run a business and Instagram is a huge part of that. Like, fuck off. Yeah. 
it's annoying. But at least we could still podcast. Right. So if you guys don't hear from us on Instagram today, we're over here podcasting. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Our fifth and final story is some hilarious news. That's that brought Im- to you by Liquid IV. Oh yeah. Liquid IV loves comedy. Cooler weather makes it easy to miss signs of dehydration like overheating or perspiration, which means it's even more important to keep your body hydrated. Liquid IV fuels your well-being with easy ways to stay hydrated. In just one stick, you're getting five essential vitamins and hydrating two times faster than you would with water alone. So Liquid IV is a fabulous product. It is, if you have a hard time drinking water, whether it's hot, cold, like you just forget and just don't like the taste, hello, that's me. Liquid IV is fabulous because you put a stick in a bottle of water and it makes the bottle of water two to three times more hydrating. So you're just like being more efficient and it changes the flavor because I think water tastes disgusting, but Liquid IV comes in so many different flavors and you'll find one that you really, really like. And then it's like you're drinking something more fun, you know, like a delicious juice, not a disgusting water. Juice. So one stick of Liquid IV into 16 ounces of water will hydrate you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. And that little stick contains five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. It has three times the electrolytes of a traditional sports drink, which means it's a great thing to drink, yes, when you're dehydrated. Also, when you're hungover, it's truly miraculous. Right before bed, there's nothing like it. Um, It's also made with premium ingredients. It's non-GMO and it's free from gluten. It's free from dairy. It is free from soy. They're also on a mission to change the world. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 25 million servings in over 50 countries around the world, which is fabulous because you can spend money on Liquid IV knowing that that money is going to help really important causes. Grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 15% off when you go to liquidiv.com slash toast. That's 15% off anything you order on their site when you shop Better Hydration today at liquidiv, L-I-Q-U-I-D-I-V dot com slash toast, T-O-A-S-T, liquidiv.com slash toast. Thank you so much. I love being hydrated. Me too. That way I don't have to say Juliana, I drink a lot of water. Juliana. I I drink a lot of liquid IV. Um, can you lick my Johnson? I would love to lick your Johnson. Our fifth and final story is literally the funniest news I've ever seen. It is hilarious. Pranksters posing as laid off Twitter employees trick media outlets. So a pair of pranksters posing as laid off Twitter employees tricked multiple media outlets on Friday as the public anxiously awaited news on whether Elon Musk had begun axing staffers. So CNBC's Deirdre Bosa interviewed two people. This is so embarrassing for Deirdre because she's really like the one who's getting dragged. Interviewed two people who identified themselves as Twitter employees and were seen near the company's San Francisco headquarters carrying cardboard boxes. So these guys. The two men said they were named Raul Ligma and Daniel Johnson. (laughs) So we have Ligma Johnson, who's laid off there walking outside of Twitter headquarters, just carrying. And they're dressed like classic Silicon Valley engineers. Like everything they're wearing is Patagonia. Like the backpack. It's so funny. And so like, I guess nobody thought to like check if they were real employees. They just like took advantage of the fact that like the media was waiting outside Twitter headquarters, like sharks, like eating up whatever was going to happen. So they stood out there with cardboard boxes and was like, yeah, I got laid off. I've been a software engineer here for six years. <laughs> like they were just making shit up. They were like, I'm really worried about how I'm going to, you know, make my car payments. I actually have a Tesla. I love Elon. It was so funny. They were just like trolling the media and like the, the way that like, it's actually crazy how like you would be a reporter and not even verify that these people worked right at Twitter. Right. 
It's, it's like, at the end of the day, it's like a funny thing, but also it's like a statement on like how embarrassing it is to be a journalist. Right. Like, it reminds me of the Manti Teo documentary where those guys who unearthed that the girlfriend was fake were trying to like make a statement about media, how like they could just keep saying the same story over and over again without even looking into it one iota. It obviously turned into something, something other than that, but it's so true. Yeah, no, it's like, it's really embarrassing for everyone who was like caught, you know, the, the, TV cameras doing interviews with these guys, the guy, and they don't even realize they're being trolled. The guy's like, all right, I really gotta go. I gotta talk to my husband and wife about this. <laughs> like husband and wife, like nobody even blinks. And they weren't, the funny thing is like the concept of what they did was really funny. I didn't think in the interviews they were being that no, funny. No, they were being like crazy pranksters. It was like, this was just the prank and and really nothing more. Um, Elon tweeted about it. He thought it was funny. He thought it was funny. He said that Ligma Johnson had it coming. He had it coming. With an eggplant emoji and a water. water. Anyways, the CNBC reporter tweeted, it's oh. happening, entire t- team of data engineers let go. These are two of them. She said they are visibly shaken. Daniel <laughs> tells us. Daniel tells us he owns a Tesla and doesn't know how he's going to make payments on his Tesla. No, the visibly shaken is so embarrassing for Deirdre. So embarrassing. But then I went to Deirdre's profile because I was like, has she corrected right. this? Because the tweet is still up. And this is what she t- she quote tweeted herself and said, earlier today, we reported on CNBC that a team of data engineers was let go at Twitter based on the account of two people who told us they were part of that team. We have not been able to confirm that they were actual employees or that the CEO has laid anyone off today. Oh my God, not her, like literally not correcting it literally we were unable to confirm well you never tried right and she said confusion reigns outside twitter hq are people being let go are they trolling the media no the questions have been answered they are trolling the media no that's so crazy to like get trolled it's like so embarrassing but then to not own it like or like delete the tweet like this is misinformation no you honestly were not if you're spreading misinformation like you can't delete it as a reporter you have to like follow up with a correction you can't just remove it the article you know right no it's like the lack of journalistic integrity in this country it's giving muckraker it's giving muckraker. It's giving like, yellow journalism. Knows, like, and these guys are like on Twitter now, you know, like laughing about it. So it's like confirmed been a it's prank. It's a confirmed prank. Um, Daily Mail got pranked hard because they were like, Ligma left Johnson, right? Our two <laughs> software engineers. It's so fucking funny. It's like, so funny. And it's, it's literally like a perfect prank. Because these guys, like, I don't think they wanted to be famous. Like, they just thought it was funny. Like, they just, they didn't really have, like, an agenda or anything. They just wanted to be funny. Yeah, and, and they it succeeded. It's funny. And it's a good prank. It really is. So, that's what you needed to know. Those were the past five stories. Just a reminder to Ligma Johnson. That's kind of like my key takeaway always. Like, constantly be Ligma and Johnson's, you know? Yeah, Ligma Johnson. Yeah, today. that's what I say to your daughter. I say, hey, Rainier, get over here. Ligma Johnson. No. No. <laughs> That's not going to work for me. Yeah, Rainier. Lig it. Lig it good. Lig it good. So this has been Toast to Ween 2022. It's been an honor having King Viserys, the useless, on my podcast today, the number one podcast in all of Westeros. Uh, to my millions of fans, Thank you. Actually, before we go, Viserys, I had uh, our listeners submit questions for mm. you. Are you open to doing some sort of spirited town hall debate? Of course, brother. I'm an open book. All right, let me grab the questions. This one comes from Daniel Johnson. Viserys, you suck, Ligma Johnson. Well, Daniel, I would say, bring your Johnson to me and we shall see. <laughs> this next one is coming from uh, a Raul Ligma. <laughs> it says, <clears throat> Viserys, you suck, Ligma Johnson. Raul, another Johnson I'd love to lig. 
Um, and this tweet is from a Deirdre. She says, Viserys, what do you plan to do about all the employees being fired from Twitter? I would say Deirdre. Deirdre, darling, Deirdre. Dear Deirdre, do your job. Deirdre. Deirdre. <laughs> do your job, Deirdre. Oh my God. You, my favorite day of the year, like to be with you is Toast to Me. And you're so really like not okay. No, for sure. But like Viserys is really like a peaceful energy. Yeah. And it's been hard for me to like, be combative. I have to no, and like I need to. I'm never the combative one. Like, was Ryan combative? Watch the clips. Roll the tape. Ryan was extremely combative in in his ineptitude. You know, <laughs> no, like for Viserys, like I had to really tamp down some of like my inner Brava energy, Brava energy, because I'm Viserys the peaceful. You've been and extremely I just want peaceful, peace, but I don't know how to achieve it. And I just want your daughter Ligma Johnson. <laughs> You've been extremely not peaceful. No, I've been extremely disgusting, but that's called playing a character, Jackie. Like, it's character acting. You should know. Like, you're a character actor. For, uh, that's for sure. So I got to go home so I can rail your daughter. Um, I don't know if she's speaking to you right now. We all saw the joke. No, she understood. That's something we do all the time. It wasn't you're like a playing. Story. Yeah, we're just playing. Like, I stab her. She stabs me. We have a lot of fun. Sounds like a great time. It is. You should come to Dragonstone one time, brother. I'll show you how it's done. I'll let you like my Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> toast to weave 2022 you guys hope you enjoyed thank you so much i cannot wait to do the toast tomorrow i'm not in a wig i've never been so motherfucking itchy in my whole life um thank you so much for listening to the the toast the number one morning show in westeros where we discuss well, no, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every monday through friday on youtube so if you're watching this on youtube please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up we're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found so that's spotify itunes stitcher public radio iHeartRadio, radio cast box all the places wherever you listen to podcasts find us the toast leave a five star review about how wickedly talented we are <laughs> hope you guys wickedly. have an amazing monday happy halloween we'll see you tomorrow happy halloween everyone trick or treat Woo! Ligma johnson and don't forget to leg magic Johnson. <laughs>